You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and you are listening to Drinks with Johnny. Today on the show, I bring you a different kind of guest. Co-creator and owner of the Black Craft Cult Clothing Company, Bobby Shubinsky, joins the show, and we talk about his journey from a tiny town outside of Pittsburgh to a beautiful home in Newport Coast, California. His love for pro wrestling divas and friendships with Dennis Rodman and much, much more. So enjoy this very interesting episode of Drinks with Johnny. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for checking out another episode of Drinks with Johnny. Today, I have a very special guest, a different kind of guest. You know, you usually have professional wrestlers, you know, musicians, comedian actors. Today, I've got an entrepreneur, co-founder of Black Craft, Mr. Bobby Shabinsky. Thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Let's get into it, man. So, um, I, I mentioned that you were an entrepreneur, and I wanted to kind of ask you, um, about your life, what was the path that brought you to become an entrepreneur? Was there, was there a lot of passions that were taking you in different ways? And at one point, you're just like, whatever. And I know you grew up in Pittsburgh. Maybe you could go back to that. Yeah, dude. Uh, <clears throat> where I grew up on the outside of Pittsburgh, so it's a little okay. small town called Avello, PA. Um, you know, I think my graduating class in high school was 30 kids. Oh and, shit! And like, the only thing we had to do was like go to your local Walmart, right? And now, <laughs> and you had to drive 40 minutes to get there, right? Oh wow! Um, Very small then. Super small, dude. No red lights, you know, just cows walking <laughs> through the field. Like, for real. Like, that's you know, fucked. like, I yeah, remember. Uh, I've driven through those kind of places yeah. on tour, but, like, yeah, never, like, who like, the fuck lives here? It's yeah, like, totally. I live there, right? <laughs> um, it was, like, one of those places, man, where, like, if it rained heavily, it flooded, right? Like, the town would flood. Like, it was, yeah. it was like that. And growing up there, man, like, <clears throat> I always wanted more. I always thought there was more to life and okay. you know, it's kind of like, you know, that movie, the village, you remember the movie, the village where oh, like, yeah, yeah. The, the horror movie. Is that the yeah, M. Night Shyam- like people, one? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. people just think that that's all there is in life. And then they go outside the woods and like, Holy mm-hmm. shit, there's a whole nother world. That's kind of like where I grew up. I mean, it's an awesome place to grow up, right? The people are amazing and, and so humble and hardworking people. And it definitely helped make me who I am today for sure. Those ethics. <clears throat> but I always just wanted more in life, man. And I didn't know what more was. And, it's it's pretty crazy sitting here with you because, you know, growing up in this small town, it was very, you know, the culture was very hillbilly. You know, we were on okay. the border of West Virginia and country music and yeah. beer and, you know. <laughs> All um, good things. <laughs> it, I'm not nothing wrong with it, right? Yeah, but yeah, totally. I just feel like I didn't relate to it. Yeah. And, you know, I remember it's crazy. There was a moment in my life where I don't know if you even if you know this. I mean, Zachy and Matt and those guys know yeah. it at this point now. but. Growing up, I was just looking for something, you know, and and I loved music and I just wanted to be in a band. You know, I felt like mm-hmm. that's where I don't know. I just so remember Headbangers Ball. Back, it was like around yeah. that time um, I really found music. And there was a first the first band I ever found in this ballpark because, you know, I had the Marilyn Manson and the Rob Zombies and the Ozzy Osbournes, Black Sabbath, Kiss, whatever. <clears throat> but uh, and then I ended up finding a band called 18 Visions. Oh, yeah. And um, that, my friend was like, dude, if you like 18 Visions, like you got to check out Bleeding Through and his band Avenged Sevenfold. And, and I was like, <laughs> okay. 
and I remember checking out Bleeding Through, being like, "Holy shit, this is insane!" Like, and then I remember seeing uh, I had Avengers Assemble, The Wake and the Fallen record, and I remember opening it up, and I remember Zachy had the um, the Jack Daniels tea, yeah, and you guys all had like the, everyone had makeup on, and all I was the like, makeup, was "Holy shit, what jet is black this? hair?" Yeah, I was like, "This is how this is like that's like what I always wanted to be because I was a huge Manson fan, you know." Yeah. Um, and that music, man, just kind of was like, damn, I want to start a band like 18 Visions, Avenged Sevenfold. Like, this is this is where I want to be in life, you know? And then, you know, later on in life, when I was graduating high school, 18 Visions actually called me to do merch for them, to, to be their merch guy. Yeah. Through, through a girl I knew that knew them, and they needed someone, and Mick Morris, you know, at the time. Oh, I mean, yeah. Um, we just, I was just a young kid, man. I was like 16, 17, and he just liked me and hit it off, and... You know, I was like, dude, like, you're one of the biggest reasons why I started playing bass, man. I just think, and like, I was never like this crazy super fan weirdo, dude. I was just yeah. more like, man, I just respect you and, and I want to learn from you. And, and, you know, what is it? And as it kind of, uh, as our relationship, I joined, you know, I joined AT Vision's crew and I was doing merch for yeah. them. You know, yeah, that's right. That, you're doing merch out there with them. <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. In, um, the, in the van days. Or were they, were they no, the you know what, dude? I got thrown right, it was pretty funny. I got thrown right on tour bus and then I, then, then I, Came full circle, went back, to, went a back band, to a band, and then okay. I, you know, with other bands. But I'll yeah. get into that. But you know, doing merch for Eighteen Visions, I was like, man, this is so cool. Like, what a great fucking band, cool dudes, you know. Um, and their merch was so cool. And then like Avenged Sevenfold merch was so cool. And Bling Through's merch was so cool. I was like, damn, this is like Manson's merch was so cool. You know, like I always wanted to wear like the Antichrist Superstar stuff. And yeah, I was like, man, this is so dope. Like, this is so sick. And at the time, and before that, I was working at Hot Topic, right? So. I was kind of always around clothing. Okay. And doing merch for 18 Visions, I was like, yo, if I ever could start a clothing brand, but fuck, I don't know how to do that. You know, I'm like 17. I'm like, I don't <laughs> fucking know. So um, as this, as my relationship grew with 18 Visions, um, you know, they, they split up as a band and then I ended up uh, touring with this band called Escape the Fate. Yeah. Do you know them? Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny now because Ronnie... We've done some shows with them. I think mostly uh, festivals. Okay, yeah, like festivals. And yeah. then, you know, now later on, Ronnie Racky is one of my best friends. But mm -hmm. my life is crazy. It's... it's. I don't even know if we have enough time to talk about all the... Weird, no, we'll, we'll see what we can get into. Weirdness that have, you know, has come <laughs> and, and people I've looked up to that have become my friends and stuff. But, um, you know, Mick actually, Mick Morris is pretty crazy, dude. You know, I think back to this. He really took me from this small town village and gave me an opportunity to see life, you know? And I remember coming to California, I was being like, holy shit, this is, there's a world out here like this? Wow, this is where I always want to be. And, and, you know, my dream house is in Newport Coast. And I had all these visions and stuff. And, and I, didn't, I didn't really know how I was going to get there at the time because I was like 17, 18. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm going to get here one day. I'm going to figure it out. And along the way, though, Mick started a clothing brand called Deathless. I don't know if you remember that or not. I don't actually. But so he was. It doing sounds vaguely familiar because I, I remember we did some tours back mm -hmm. in the day with eighteen, and uh, I remember. Yeah, it was. It, it must have been Mick. There was a couple guys in there that were throwing around ideas about like merch, and they were, you know, telling us like you guys should do merch companies individually and all this kind of right. stuff. And then later on, we met good Charlotte who was doing that. And they like, didn't made right. Yeah, they okay, didn't yeah, made. Yeah. They they did a few things too, and that was kind of like and then. Um, I never really got into it until I was doing this podcast, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, Zachy was the first one in our okay. band that started that started doing his own. Vengeance University, Vengeance yeah, University, yeah. so yeah. cool, so cool. Um, so Mick was like, "Dude, you should do Deathless. You should uh, do this brand with me." And I'm like, "Okay, what do you want to do?" And he had these cool ideas where he was like, basically like spray painting shirts and splattering shirts of paint, and like you know, he's way ahead of the curve because now yeah. it's like the shit now is that, kind of right? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. This is like in 2007, 2000. Uh, yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. But um, I got to learn a little bit from him, and then I was like, man, one day, like, I want to do my own brand, you know? Because then that kind of fell through the cracks, and, you know, 18 Visions kind of split up, and everyone mm -hmm. kind of went their own way, and, 
you know, tragedy happened. Right. And, um, I was like, man, I always want to start my own brand. And I kind of felt like it was like in honor of making my head, like, you know what I mean? Cause this yeah, guy totally. brought me here, did all these kind things. Of groomed and, you, showed you kind of the ropes man. and everything like that. And then, yeah. Know, so young. <clears throat> we started black craft in 2012. We had a brand before that that failed and Jim, my partner, Jim Summers and I, mm-hmm. um, you know, it failed and, you know, it's kind of funny how I met Jim even is a crazy story. Like we talked about a little bit on, on some other interviews and stuff, but like, you know, that dude was married to, uh, the keyboard player of bleeding through at the time. And I was oh, actually sleeping in uh, Marta. Marta yeah. yeah. I was actually sleeping, um, in Jim's Jim. It was Jim, Brandon Chappetti, Mick Morris, Whoa. uh, Marta, the house in Corona del Mar. I don't know if you're, I don't know. I never went to it, but okay. I, I mean, I knew of the house cause yeah. I know we were, you know, we all still mutual friends, all mutual or, friends right. talking. We'd see each other on, we weren't touring so much at that time together. You know, we'd see yep. each other on festivals, but, but back in the day, I mean, eight, 18 visions and bleeding through kind of took eventually and fold out before, you know, right. they were the ones right. taking us out on the road and stuff. They were it's crazy. How full circle that, that is, right? Yeah, it's, it's it, you know, <clears throat> the world's a weird thing, man. It, it is, man. And, um, I met Jim there. This story is pretty crazy, actually, on how Blackcraft really got started. Yeah, that's what I want to get into. It, dude, so Jim was um, married to Marta. Mm-hmm. I'm literally so broke at this point that I'm mixed like, bro, just stay here for a couple of days, you know? Because I was working at a tattoo shop back home in Pittsburgh that sold yeah. clothes, okay? And they were so cool about letting me tour and all stuff. So 18 Visions just got done touring. I had a couple of days. Mick's like, do you want to crash here for a couple of days? And Mick and I were actually starting a band, and we actually had a band. It's called Valentine. Uh, Back in the day, we were doing this band. Oh, awesome. It I was had so no dope. idea. It was so cool, right? But wait, you said he inspired you to play bass before. Were you guys both playing bass in this band? <laughs> he was double bass band. No, he was playing, <laughs> he was playing guitar. I was playing Because okay, he really wanted to play guitar because he was like so burnt yeah, out playing was, bass. Yeah, totally. I got you. Um, and he kind of was like, I was like his little brother. So I was like, here, man, you play bass and you yeah. play my basses and you use my, you know, it was just yeah, so dope. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, it was just so crazy. So while we were trying to get that going, I was working at a tattoo shop in Pittsburgh and I meet Jim Summers, right? He's married to Marta at the time introduce them we introduce each other for two seconds you know he's like, oh, i gotta go to work whatever and i'd always be like man who is that dude that dude's so such a nice guy he's this yeah. australian he's like oh what's up bloke how are you <laughs> you know he's always like so loving from day one dude was so cool and um mick was like oh that motherfucker works his ass off that dude works like three jobs he's always grinding he works at like two clothing brands he's a bouncer at night the dude never sleeps i'm like hmm yeah. I can respect that hustle. yeah that's true. cool a, you know? yeah absolute hustle so i'm like what clothing brand does he work for at a time it was to die for Okay. Remember them? I remember them, yeah. And then uh, he was working for another brand called Aqua 6. Okay. And I was like, huh, never heard of Aqua 6. I knew to die. I loved to die for back in the day, you know, because everyone was putting it on, you know? Yeah. The OC vibe was putting it on. And yeah, everyone, yeah. I everyone like, around was. I, I want to wear it. So I go back home to Pittsburgh, right? This is fucking, how far is that from here? 4,000 miles away? 3,000? It's, I mean, it, it, so it's, it's on the East Coast. It's on the East, East Coast, Coast, West Coast, right? East Coast, West Coast. It's, 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 don't ask me geographic <laughs> questions here. We so, haven't even started drinking. Yet. I know, right? Well, that's why I'm asking them now. So, so, dude, so I fly back to Pittsburgh. Okay, go to work, right? and the lady at my shop's like, "Oh, we're starting to carry clothing now, and um, we got a shipment in. Can you do you mind actually, you know, unboxing it, steam it? We're gonna hang it here. How do you think it should? Whatever." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." So I go in the back. I open the box up, and I'm like, "Hmm, Costa Mesa, California." I'm like, huh. Fuck, I was just in Crown Del Mar. That's like yeah. right up the street. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Whatever. Don't really think much of it. So I'm unpacking the box, whatever. And now I'm hanging it, steaming it, just doing my shit, you know. This is pretty some this is some pretty cool stuff. And then I have to make sure that inventory matched up, right? What we ordered, yeah. whatever. She's like, okay, did you check the packing slip? I'm like, no. She's like, do it. I'm like, okay. So I go do it. And then someone you had to sign off on who packed it, right? Like for Blackcraft now, like, you know, if you get an order, you have there's a someone signs off on exactly. it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> 
and I look and it says Jim Summers. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. And this is like back Same in like dude. MySpace days. And I like fucking go back and I'm like, Jim Summers, wait a second. Hold on. I'm like, you know, I'm like fucking type it. I'm yeah. like, hold on. I hit up Mick. I'm like, bro, is Jim Summers work at Aqua 6? He's like, yeah, why? I'm like, hold the fuck on. Like, I just left your house. <laughs> I flew back to Pittsburgh and a day later, I open up a package and it's from Jim. So I like connect with him. I'm like, dude, what the hell? Like, Man, I just bizarre. met you. Yeah. This, he's like, oh yeah, I did pack that. And I'm like, don't you think that's like fucking insane? I'm like, I'm like tripping really, at this far point. away. Yeah. But like, there would be no, you know, that's just so bizarre. So, you know, as time went on, I wanted to start a brand. I didn't know really where to start. I had a vision, had some ideas, um, had some designers, you know, and I, I'm like, fuck it. I'm a cold call Jim. You know, this guy's got his life together. He's grinding. You know, I'm 22 at the time. I'm sure he's just going to tell me to fuck off or be very nice, obviously, because you don't have that in him. Yeah, but yeah. he's going to be very nice to be like, oh, man, I'm busy, but <laughs> yeah. good luck, you know. A but nice I, fuck off. Yeah, but a very nice Australian fuck off, you know. <laughs> um, and I call him, and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to cold call him. You know, he knows kind of. He doesn't really know who I am, but, yeah. you know, we got mutual friends, and, you know, we'll see. I'm like, hey, dude, I know you don't know me, but I have this crazy idea for this brand, and... Uh, I would love to see if you'd be interested and in, in whatever. And he's like, dude, let's meet up. And we met over on like 17th street. just like donut. I can't think what the hell it's called, but it's like by is Del it, Taco. You know where Del Taco is on yeah, 17th? Yeah, yeah. Is it uh, Donut O's or? Uh, sure. Do you, know, do you know? Okay, let's call it Donut O's. You know? <laughs> it's Donut O's, man. So, so, dude, so we meet there and I walk in and I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to tell him my vision and ideas and see. And, you know, and uh, he looks at me and he goes, I'm all in. And, and when he said he was all in, he, I was like, bro, I really just... I have nothing right now. I'm, a, I'm a, like rock bottom. I, I have this vision, but like, I think we got to go all in on it. Like, I think we need to live together, you know, whatever it is. And, and I was like, I have enough money to like, you know, I'm going on another tour. So I'll make some money. I could afford some rent or I could sleep on couch, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, couch surfing, whatever. And he's like, I'm all in. I'm awesome. Like, right away. Not what you were expecting though. No. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, this guy like is a little bit older than me. He's got his shit together. Like he's going to give all that up to kind of like go all in with this, you know? So, I mean, he did it strategically where, he gave his week like he gave his work like two weeks notice and I'm like, oh fuck, we don't even have sales yet. And I'm like, <laughs> but you know, we just went all in on this and literally yeah. we started it with a hundred dollar bill. And you know, our That's first year in business, it was one point two million in, in sales. Damn. No investors, nobody, just straight. I, I think like cause our we were so graphic driven that those designs went viral. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and, and this is before all the algorithms are all fucked up and you gotta pay to play and do all this. Uh, so. it was just like an organic. So viral let's get into brand. that a little bit more though. So you say like your your graphics were, were going viral and, and, and that, that kind of thing. Can you can you explain that a little bit a, bit, a little bit more? Explain like what the, what was that original vision? Yeah. And what what do you equivocate that first year success? So from day one, dude, I wanted a brand where like it goes back to like where I grew up, right? I never fit in. And I wanted to create a brand where like people could fit in. It was like a family, you know, whether you're straight or you're gay, you're black, you're Asian, you're white, it don't matter. Like mm -hmm. it's just a family, you know, yeah, and yeah. this, this brand was, you know, religion. I fucking hate religion so much. And I think if you know <laughs> of black craft, you know it, you know, and people are like, where yeah. does it stem from? I mean, you know, I grew up with my grandma raising me. Right. So she okay. raised me and long story, she won't go into this too far, but like, you know, I watched her die on top of me inside of a church at her best friend's funeral. When no, I no, was, no. Now you have to go a little grade, bit into When I was that. in fifth die grade. Die on you know? top of you? She had a heart attack at her best friend's funeral and just died instantly on top of me inside of a church. When I was in fifth grade, you know? Wow. That's and, yeah, and that's, at I that moment, that dramatizing. it was. And at that moment, I was like, you know, man, fuck all this shit. Fuck religion. Fuck all this. And But it was more than that. Like, I just had an intuition and like, I just could tell like 
this priest at the time was just horrible. I just, as a kid, you don't even know what intuition is or, yeah. or anything. And like, I was like, man, this guy's a horrible guy. I could just feel it. And then later on, you know, years later, he comes out, he's stealing money from the church and doing a lot of fucked yeah. up things. And I just felt it as a kid and I just lost, I just lost all like faith or touching that stuff. And, you know, so that's kind of where a lot of this shit came from with Blackcraft, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, but to your point, you know, I mean, I guess that's so heavy. I guess how do you kind of transition from that? But, um, <laughs> that's you, what we do here. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's time here to bring out the 1942. Johnny, that's why we start drinking. Now it's time to bring out the 1942. <laughs> um, no, man. But, you know, so when we started this brand, I wanted it, you know, like, like I was saying, like whether you're straight, gay, black, white, it don't matter, right? It, mm-hmm. It's just a family. And I wanted to create a, a community where everyone just was like, we all have this kind of common ground of like create your own future, believe in yourself. You know, um, if you feel lost, it's okay. It's okay not to be okay. Like here's this community. Let's, let's build each other up and kind of do this. And you know, the, the first shirt that ever went viral for us was fuck the Westboro Baptist church. And, um, (laughs) awesome. (laughs) And, 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 you know, where that came from, you know, people are like, Oh my God, that's terrible that you say that. And it's like, but that shirt went so viral for us because, Sandy Hook, the school shootings, when that mm. happened, that church tweeted, we're so happy your kids died. And like, you know, yeah, I'm like 22 just, at the time and I'm like, right. dude, I can't imagine like if I had a kid at the time, like I do have a kid now, now a little girl yeah, now. Yeah. I couldn't imagine if someone fucking said that night and that happened well, I mean, to me. Yeah. When, when, you know, it's, some things are better left unsaid. If, 100%. You're like, just don't say something. That's, right. That, that, that's just so ignorant. Yeah. They, they were like, God sent the shooter for allowing same sex marriage or so, I you forget know. some bullshit, right? Yeah. It's terrible. And, and they were all for it. And uh, I was like, wow, fuck this. So we donated, we made a shirt that just fucked the Westboro Baptist Church. And we took every single profit and just donated. There was a big GoFundMe, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. the thing was at the time. What, yeah, whatever um, it's called. I think we ended up raising maybe like, I, I don't quote me on this, maybe 30 grand or some shit. And that was okay. like right when my brand first started. Yeah. So, you I mean, like, you're like, you're able to raise shit. that. You're also going like, well, I could use that money. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I saw that. <clears throat> shit, that's a lot of fucking money. I've never seen that before. You know, I mean, that's yeah, life changing so, money, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that was a big thing. And then, you know, it kind of led down to the Lucifer shirt, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then like, I, I, I believe I still have that one. Actually. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the Hell Satan drink coffee, you know, just very graphic driven kind of. Shirts. Yeah. No, that um, was that was always a thing for me on, on an outsider before we actually got to know each other. You know, I could see that there was like the the, the hatred for for church and, and religion and stuff right. like that. Maybe even more so to me, from my interpretation, it was more about church and like Maybe even being a little tongue in cheek with it, where it's like maybe it's not all religion. It's just like you literally can look at at, at any any religion and find the ones that are doing it right. for the, all the wrong reasons. Right. And that's and and unfortunately, there could be you know there could be some good things in the Bible, but there's also a lot of bullshit that people right. use to interpretate and do horrible things to other people. And that's where it comes. In. That's why I always interpreted it as kind of like you know a little tongue in cheek, a little bit more. Well, something a little bit more on the bone about it rather than just being, oh, hail Satan. Yeah, know? well, yeah, and it was totally just a way for people to, like, you know, think about things, you know? The, yeah. And then, do you know how many messages, messages I've gotten that's like, you've inspired me to create a brand, you've inspired me to do this, or Black Crafts inspired me to do this or that, and, and it was really just because, you know, I was relying on other people all the time when really I just had to rely on myself and do X, Y, and Z. You know, I don't yeah. know, just when I get those messages, dude, it's the coolest fucking thing Yeah, that's got to be great. It's cool. And speaking of Blackcraft, I think now is a good time to tell you to head over to blackcraftcult.com because now through November 27th, you can use promo code BCC to receive 40% off your order. It's a Blackcraft Black Friday deal. That's blackcraftcult.com, promo code BCC to receive 40% off your order. 
happy shopping. Yeah, so I mean, like that goes back to what we originally were talking about was, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur and going for it. And you started this, you know, you said you started this when you're about 22 years old, right? Yeah, 22. And your first year showed a, you know, 1.2 million, you yep. were saying somewhere around there. And then, you know, it just keeps growing from there, right? Right. Um, and shit, I can even see just how fast that happened, too. Like, we were, started, we, were, we were out on the road and hearing about Blackcraft stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our other mutual friends, Marvin, was like, hey, um, this is really, really rad new company. I think this was probably back in 2015. So you had already been a few years in and starting to really profit and stuff. And you're, you know, cool, sent us out some stuff. And we didn't even use the connection that that was Bobby from with fucking 18V. Out right, there right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, it was re- it was really funny. But to see all that success, you know, you you started out with a with this, you know, basically a t-shirt company that just you know has all these, uh, as you said, viral graphics and stuff on it, and kind of causing a stir that way. And now you go to your warehouse, and you've got literally everything mm-hmm. that you can that you can imagine you guys can make and or, or and have made. Right. One of the things I wanted to get from along that ride, though is you started, uh, you guys started Blackcraft Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask about that because I'm a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. Um, I've watched some of the stuff, obviously. Very cool. And um, what was the inspiration for that? When, what, do you remember what year about or what, what kind of the first conversations were about that and why you wanted to even venture into creating a, a wrestling organization through your you know, merch company? Right. Yeah. I mean, I grew up loving wrestling like as a kid. I like, awesome. loved it. And then, you know, later on in life, I kind of reconnected to wrestling and found like, you know, love for it. But more so all the WWE guys right now are like some of my closest friends. Yeah. And they all wear Blackcraft and they're all like supportive. of him. you know, he did some stuff like Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins, Paige from WWE. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. But it, it was crazy because, you know, my baby mama is was a WWE diva. Yeah. And I didn't know who she was. Right. So yeah. I reconnected with wrestling probably back in. 2015 probably? yeah yeah because it was right before my daughter was born so my daughter was born in 2016 so i like loved wwe growing up stone cold was everything to me the undertaker kane all that stuff right and then i fell out of it you kind of lose touch yeah, yeah i lost touch you yeah, know i'm the same way but really young you're you like mm-hmm. you're really into it mm-hmm. hulkamania is running wild and then you get right. and then, and then, <laughs> and then uh, you know you take a little break when you deserve when you discover girls for the first time right and then you come back again when right. stone cold's going crazy <laughs> And then you go, you got to, you got to create a real life for a minute. And then, and then now that you got money, you're like, you know, the hobby I used to like. <laughs> yeah. Now when I watch wrestling, it's like, you know, just watching my friends, like they inspire yeah, the shit out totally. of me. Totally. These guys rad. work so fucking, so fucking hard, hard, dude. Uh, it's insane. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. I, I always text uh, Colby, who is Seth Rollins, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, just randomly. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, bro, fuck, man, I don't know. You inspire the shit out of me. Hope you're having a great day. Like, that's right. Just, I know how hard their bodies work and his diet and everything this guy oh. thinks. And, you know, and then you see why he's one of the top guys. His work yeah. ethic is just un- unbelievable. You yeah. Know? 
I, I couldn't cool. even imagine that. I mean, to, to be in that shape, A, I mean, right. I, he, you have to give up a lot of booze to do that. <laughs> dude, yeah. I mean, this dude's diet and, I mean, his work his work ethic. It, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I've watched, I've watched. you know, Colby, I'm going to call you out, but I've, I've watched you throw down burgers, fries, mac and cheese. <laughs> but, you know, he, but, you know, he's he's wrestling for an hour and a half main eventing. Yeah, and then, totally. And he's also lifting for an hour through the day. So, athlete, I mean, he needs that stuff. Exactly. You know? yeah. uh, he's, a, he's a professional athlete. Right. Professional so. athlete, man. So, so. so let me ask you then, um, was it when you started to meet some of these guys and, and, and befriend these uh, mm. professional wrestlers that then you did Blackcraft or was Blackcraft first and then they um, started to come over and see what you were doing? Um, it was actually like after I kind of like did some stuff with like Jericho, we did a collaboration tee and then I saw, I saw how well that sold and then we did like a good show. We did a show with Seth Rollins, saw how well that sold and then like pages that I'm like, damn, like, Blackcraft has like a huge wrestling, wrestling market. Yeah, yeah. There's an, an obvious crossover happening. Yeah, and then we had a partner involved in the company, and and um, I, I always had a vision of like American Horror Story is my favorite show. Yeah. So like I was like, dude, imagine American Horror Story line like a like a um, like a storyline, but yeah. then there's wrestling and it's like horror kind of vibe, and I think there's something so, there. And yeah. uh, Doug Bradley was a character of ours from Hell, you know, Pinhead. Yeah. Um, which was like one of my favorites. And I'm just like, well, we got him. This is cool. If we have this preacher character, we just had, we had all this laid out and I just yeah. thought it was so good. Um, you know, first, first show sold out like 800 people showed up. Um, and then the second show was like Buffalo, New York. We did the every time I die thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like sold out. And then third show we ran Canada and then everything was going really well. And then, you know, for me, I had to pull the reins back on it a little bit just because, yeah. you know, right now, black craft, kind of and actually you know i know we're gonna segue into this but um blackcraft just blew up right because we we were in hot topic at the time mm-hmm. and dude it needed so much of my fucking attention to where like i couldn't and i was going through some really dark times with you know the drama of, of my life right and, and mm-hmm. certain things with you know when you have a kid things if that yeah, don't work out tough, you go yeah. through some crazy things um but i really had to just pull the reins back and be like okay I need to focus on this hot topic deal. I need to focus on black craft as a company. Right. And then I also need to focus on myself a little bit too, or else I'm going to fucking end up in an early grave. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the stress like levels were so high. So yeah. pull the reins back on a little bit. You know, we still get hit up. People are like, Hey man, do a show here, do a show there. So maybe we'll bring it back at some point. But right now I just got to focus on certain things. And, totally. and, and while all this was going on, Avenged Sevenfold came along, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which yeah, was like totally, the coolest yeah. opportunity. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. um, it, yeah, so that kind of, I know we're going to segue into that. I mean, we're going to segue into that in a second. Before before we go past some more of this wrestling stuff, because mm-hmm. I think that that's like a, another thing that I felt a strong connection with you on mm-hmm. and everything. Is you mentioned first one of our mutual friends, Chris Jericho, yep. who, uh, um, and then Seth Rollins and everything. Maybe and Chris then, Jericho and, might be the hardest working guy in the fucking world. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that guy's nonstop. I text, I, I'll shoot him a text. I'm like, where you at, man? He's yeah. like, He's somewhere on a plane on his way to somewhere else. Filming a TV show, TV show then going then to go, go main event this and, and do yeah, that and it, podcast it, this, book signing this. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. literally, I, I, I'm convinced at this point that there's multiple Chris Jerichos. <laughs> there has to be. There's no way. I, I can't I can see that. I can't do anything. I can see he's that. He's got a whole fucking family too. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, and I believe in that shit. So I, yeah, you, there's multiple. You, you, could, you could convince me that there's like, Three or four different Chris Jericho clones. Yeah, I, I could believe that. I mean, there's got to be, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, especially, I could definitely convince you after we open up this bottle, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, no, the other thing I wanted to talk about wrestling, though, is um, as you're growing and everything like this, and you're, you know, you're meeting all these people, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're a rad dude, so obviously gra- people are gravitating towards you, too. You know, you're just 
you mentioned that you were day uh, that your baby mama is a, a WWF diva. Mm-hmm. WWE, WWE. Sorry, what, that's, sorry. You know, I I'm showing my your age attitude there. era, right? Yeah, I'm attitude era. You're showing, you're showing your age. <laughs> uh, how did how did you two meet? Um, was I know that I think you, I think I saw that you were on. Uh, an episode of uh, Total Divas too, or something like that. Like Unfortunately, it on. wasn't just one episode, but it was oh, yeah. a whole season. It was yeah. a whole season. Yeah, okay. Whole season, yeah. I think that I think that show sucked fucking ten years out of my life. Right? But I mean, great show. Right? Yeah, yeah, fucking awesome show. I'm just. Can kidding. you tell me a little bit about that experience that you had, like with the Divas? Like, how did I mean? So you're in, you're into pro wrestling. You're becoming this successful entrepreneur. You're meeting all these people. Um, but then how did, you know, was it, you were just at wrestling events and you start talking to the diva girls too, or like, how does, how does that interaction happen? I guess Fuck, man, this is, this is going to turn to a therapy session. I think <laughs> we went from a podcast to a fucking therapy session, right? Maybe we open that bottle. Huh? Yeah. Let's, I'll open it up. Let's, let's do it now. Let's yeah. There, it now. there you go. Let's you you continue and, I, and oh, okay. I'll open it up. Um, so, you know, dude, I, uh, I have, we have a mutual friend, Paige from WWE, Soraya, um, who has, you know, become literally a a sister to me, who's literally the, the coolest girl on planet earth. And I have so much love for her and respect for her and literally a sister, you know, like best friend, sister, you know, for the rest of me, you know, when you just have someone in your life that, you know, will always be there in your life. Um, she's been here with me through the darkest of times, best of times, whatever. But, um, I actually, holy fuck, that's a big pour. We're sipping. We're okay, sipping. okay, we'll sip. We'll sip. Oh, well, I'm used to that here. I'm used to that here shooting this shit, you know? Um, no, man. So, you know, we, um, Paige was wearing black craft a lot. And um, I didn't know who it was. I didn't know who Paige was, right? And okay. some other WWE guys were wearing it. I didn't know who these people were. Because, like I said, I fell out of wrestling, right? For a while, yeah. So I didn't know who Paige was, and I didn't know who these people were. So as this went on, Paige was wearing it. And I was like, oh, who the hell is this chick? This is cool. She kind of fits our vibe. Who is this, you know? And then I was like, oh, wow, she's like the WWE champ. I'm like, oh, shit, wrestling. I forgot yeah, about wrestling. And how then, big it is. <laughs> yeah. And then we had a mutual friend. He was a wrestler, um, Baron Corbin, Tom. I know, yeah. Um, he was wearing Blackcraft, right? So we, me and him were in communication. I would send him some stuff. And he's like, oh, dude, Paige is rocking your stuff. I'm like, bro, tell her to quit buying shit or whatever. I'll just yeah, send so whatever you guys want, you know? And then we ended up getting, we ended up exchanging numbers because she was um, with a guy that I knew at the time, you know, it was a good uh, mutual friend back in the day. And um, we actually ended up meeting at a festival through some friends and she's like, hey, I'll be in San Diego for a WWE show. Like next week, I fly back here next week. We're in San Diego. You should come down to a show and I would love to pick your brain because I want to do a brand. Oh, that's right. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. You know, so then, you know, you say that, you know, when it's a week away, but, you know, living in Orange County, going to L.A. sucks and going to San Diego sucks, right? Yeah, yeah. So especially if it's a weekday. A lot of people don't understand that. Everyone like like I was I was talking with a hairdresser today from from Portland. He's like, I go back to Portland and everyone's like, oh, how's it like living in? He's outside of Portland. Sure. Like, how's it like living in L.A.? Like all snooty and stuff. I live in Orange County. He's like. It's the same thing. I'm like, it's really it's not. Just not. It's just it, it's not just, even it's kind just, of the same thing. It's like living on Mars and living in Pittsburgh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like two totally different worlds, different. man. Orange um, County is way laid back. Totally. So, cheers, man. Cheers, man. Appreciate you. Thank yeah, you. thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, thanks for being here. Yep. We'll take a sip real quick. It begins. Four. 1942 is so fucking good. It, it, it is. That is. It, I, I, my, I was very excited when you told me that. That's my that's favorite. That's what you drink. So that's my favorite. Um, so dude, so you know, San Diego. She wants to talk about a brand and. You know, so the day actually comes, and I figured, yeah, she's just talk. You know, I won't hear from her. Sure enough, my phone I'm like, hey, you still down to come to San Diego tonight? You know, talk. I'm like, fuck. 
I'm like, uh, yeah. And I'm like trying to use every excuse in a book to not go, you know, I'm like, Oh, San Diego. And people that are listening that live in orange County will know how big of a bitch that is. But if you don't yeah. live here, I guess, I guess fucking Google maps, orange County, San Diego at, uh, four o'clock Western time, you'll see the traffic. Yeah. Right? The traffic is unbelievable. <laughs> the only way I do that drive now is, is Fuck. two and a half hours, Atlanta three hours, or something. every bit of it. Right. I do, I do the fucking train, man. Oh, the train's train's actually good. Go. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, I'm not going. My friend that was living with me at the time, Yaru, was like, come on, bro. What the fuck else are we going to do today? It's a fucking Thursday, whatever. Fuck. I don't know what day it was. He's like, let's go. I'm like, man, I don't want to fucking go to San Diego. Come on, man. I'll drive your car. And I'm like, man, what the fuck do you want to go to San Diego? He's always adventurous, you know? Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, all right, fuck it. I'll go. So we go. And uh, she's like, oh, hey, dude, we're at Chipotle. Me is at Chipotle. And I'm like, we are at Chipotle? Who the fuck is we? You yeah. Yeah. And Came all the way here for a Chipotle too, by the way. Well, which was well, which we were meeting first, and then we were going oh, to the yeah. event. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. It was fun. And I love Chipotle actually. You know, um, <laughs> so uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, I'll be at Chipotle in a second, but my friend's there. Uh, she's another diva. Just go in and and say hi, you know." So I walk in, you know, and I see this chick sitting. There. I'm like, "Oh, it must be the other diva." And I was like, "Damn, I mean, she looks really good. Like, she, yeah. she looks really good." And uh, <laughs> I'm with my friend and. Uh, Bro, like when it comes to chicks, like I do the dumbest shit, you know, I say like, I don't know what happens. I think as men, I think we just do that naturally, right? We do dumb shit, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like I'll That's climb good. fucking Mount Everest for a chick, right? Like you'll do the dumb yeah, shit. Just, right? you, you, yeah, just trying to get attention. Just trying to get attention and love, you know, feel that yeah. love, right? So here I go to Chipotle. My friend's with me. I'm like, fuck, Paige isn't here. I'm nervous as hell. I don't even know who this diva is. I don't even know what's going to ha- I don't even know what's going on. I'm like social, like I'm outgoing, but like when I don't know someone the first time, I'm kind of like feel awkward, you know, cause I'm like, yeah. I actually am like insecure as shit. So like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so this is very surprising, but we'll get, we'll get to that later. So, you know, fucking, I was sit down. She's like, Oh, hi, I'm, I'm Malena, you know, blah, blah. Well, actually she said, she's she actually, she said her name was Rosa. And I was like, Oh, hi. And I have no idea who the fuck she is at this point. I have yeah. no idea. She's WWE. I just think it's Paige. I don't know. And so Paige introduced herself as Paige and Malena and Rosa introduced herself as Rosa. I'm like, oh, okay, so Rosa and Paige, that's their names. I'm not. That's their. I don't that's, fucking you know. You thought that there was, that was, was a real name. name. I thought that was a real. No, I thought I just. You thought Paige was her real name too? I didn't fucking know. Okay. I, I, I don't got know you. what the fuck's going on. You yeah. Know? You're I'm, just, just, you're I'm just, just showing up yeah, nervous just, as hell. I'm yeah, like, yeah, all right. Yeah, gotcha. So we're sitting there and Paige still hasn't come back. And I'm like, fuck, where is she? Because like, I don't know who this chick is. This chick's really hot. I'm like nervous. I'm like fucking hungry, but I don't want to eat. Like, I don't know what to do, you know? So. I'm like listening to this chick talk and she's going on and on and on about, she's funny as her personality was so funny and shit. And in my head, I'm like not paying attention to her, which I guess that's what guys do. I guess we don't really pay attention to what chicks are saying a lot of times. We're yeah, like, yeah, fucking, yeah. We need to be you better. Hear, yeah. We need you, to be you, better. Hear, you hear the frequency. I hear the frequency, but I'm not like, it's not like all I, registering it, in my head. Yeah, It's not, we're not, we're not quick enough to compute. Yeah. yeah. Especially in, in, in our defense, ladies, it's not that we're not in, intelligent enough to compute. It's that, we're also do like we're listening with our eyes too. We're we're taking the whole picture. I was in. I was trying to understand it all. <laughs> and while she's talking to me, I'm like, man, this chick's really pretty. I'm like, this chick is like so cool and a personality. Like you know, when you sit down, and you just meet someone. You're like, wow. And I'm like, oh wow, this girl's really pretty. And I'm like, okay, whatever. In my head, I'm like having this conversation. She's talking, but in my head, I'm talking. Yeah, to you're myself, thinking about know? everything that's happening. And what to, what am I supposed to say next? To, but I'm not even like I don't even know if it's my turn to talk yet. I'm more so like, man, this chick's pretty. Don't tell her she's pretty. Don't do anything stupid, Bobby. Yeah. Like you're just chilling. And out of nowhere, I'm like, hey, you're really pretty. And I was like, oh my, I'm like, and that's not me. I don't yeah. do that shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why did I do that? You know? And, yeah, yeah. And then uh, she started laughing at it, and whatever. And then we went to the mall before the WWE show, whatever. So. Um, 
And then all of a sudden we go to the WWE show and she's like, Hey, uh, Seth Rollins wants to meet you. Uh, he loves Blackcraft. And I'm like, Oh, rad. I would like to meet him too. I know, you know, you know, he was born in Brandon. So we, that's how Seth and I met. And then that was the week of WrestleMania. So that was like their go home, like house shows. Then they had a Monday night raw in LA. Yeah. And then they, then there was like another, what, like media week, I guess. And then WrestleMania was that Sunday up in San Fran. Okay. So she was here. Right. And, uh, She's like, you should come to Monday Night Raw. I was like, yeah, I don't know if my anxiety will let that happen, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm like, fuck, I want to see this chick, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we went there, and then I actually flew to San Fran uh, to see her for WrestleMania and stuff. And then, dude, we just kind of met and hit it off like crazy. And then, you know, my uh, now we have a daughter, right? Who's, yeah, he'll be four in February, which was the which That's is the so cool, cool. which is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and she's so she's so adorable. She is, man. And and it's so funny because so many people are like, man, your kid's so well behaved. And I'm like, yeah, you know my. My parents are around a lot with my daughter, um, and I see my daughter like once a month. I try to make I fly there. I, I come here um, since you know we're not together anymore. But Max does a great job raising my daughter. Like mm-hmm. they're you know she's a great mother to her. So it's all that matters. You know, yeah. it's, it's all that matters. Yeah, so, absolutely. And we do our best to to be civil to work things out. So yeah, that's yeah, that's great. Yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, when I when I met Rosa was uh, at my son's second birthday. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. She was so at your party. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, obviously, you guys are pretty similar <laughs> going to the parties together. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's and good. and I know that if I'm not, she's just gonna whoop my ass, right? She'll put me in a chokehold or she'll beat my ass. Yeah, you know? she she's, she's, a, yeah. she's a diva, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm always like, yes, which is what you were attracted to in the first place. Yeah, because I need a little, I need a little. You know, <laughs> I can't, of course, I can't fucking fall in love with a chick who's like. Oh, you're so sweet and nice. No, I need something with little edge. Yeah, and little edge. Yeah, I, I could see that about you. That's why I said this is going to turn into a therapy session. <laughs> you know? Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Fuck, man. All right, let's, let's keep it. Let's, let's get back to some yep. light stuff then. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the work you're doing on your podcast. Oh, yeah. And uh, what that's about. Like, you, um, I know we talked a little bit about I kind of get the idea, um, but I wanted you to have the opportunity to kind of tell me and the listeners here, like, what they could be looking for for this podcast and th- those kind of things. Yeah, I appreciate the cheap plug, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> it'll like ding, you know, could come up on the screen. Oh, this is just audio, huh? No, it's um, just audio, but, but I, I could I could add it in later too. Don't yeah, worry, well, well. as long as there's a cheap plug. Um, uh, no, man. Okay. So, you know what, dude? I, I always, you know, like our story of how Jim and I started Blackcraft from a $100 bill to working together with Avenged Sevenfold, sitting here with you to Dennis Rodman to WWE to fuck, man. I mean, you name it, like every single person that I've ever have influenced me in some way I've ended up meeting mm-hmm. or now I end up working with or end up being coming friends with, you know, and like, it's just such a trip. Like I, I just wanted an outlet to like kind of bring on guests, you know, that could tell their story and let, yeah. let, let, you know, people hear or fans hear them like how, like, you know, everyone, you know, it's like, it's like the, it's like the social media, uh, thing where like you know everyone thinks everyone's just posting their successes no one's posting their <laughs> failures you know yeah um, that's very true and, and you, yeah you don't see anyone's failures you know going well, up that's because i don't have any no you but. definitely don't have any failures at all but <laughs> but my other guests you know that 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 i'll bring on they definitely have some failures right to get to where they're at um and i just want to share that and, and let people understand that like yeah maybe this dude did sell his company for 500 million dollars but you know, yeah. there was so many years where he had no money in the bank or he got fucked over. Like, you know, Mark Cuban's my biggest inspiration, like of, of all time business wise. I think we're from the same town. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I didn't realize that. I mean, not like from the same the super same small same. town, but right. I lived in an area where he where he's from. It's just totally, it's just, totally. you know, and, and the odds are definitely against you where he was even at. Right. And okay. to see what that dude has done and built. And like I read his book. I fucking love his book, you know. And, um, you know, he had a point where he had 80 grand saved up in his business, which is insane. You know, he had 80 grand in a bank account and he got fucked over from his like accountant who stole all the money. 
Like oh literally God. 80 grand was just gone and he couldn't do shit about it. And you know, other people would have folded or whatever, but he built this fucking multi-billion yeah. dollar thing. Now he's Shark Tank, owner of the Mavericks or whatever. So I just think that story's so cool. And I was like, and it really inspired me actually. And I was like, dude, imagine if I could, all the Rolodex of great influencers, celebrities, musicians who, who I'm friends with, if I could bring them on a show and, and let listeners hear their, you know, the podcast is going to be called paid the price. It's like, awesome. you're paying the That's price. To, yeah. Everyone's got to, you know, you got to pay the price. I feel like for any amount of success or whatever you consider success, you got to pay the price to get there somewhere. Absolutely. Um, so that's it. And, uh, I really think this is a great idea because you're absolutely right through all different walks of life. However you end up, um, successful on, on any level. I mean, it doesn't have, we don't, we're not talking about, we're, we're not all sitting here with, with hundreds of millions of dollars right. or anything like that, but you know, we've all, uh, tasted our bit of, uh, success. Yeah. And there's always a story of how you got there there's, Absolutely. and it's always interesting because it's, it's always different. Right. There's no one right way to do it. And by the end of it, um, you might be able to pick a few from a different, a different few people right. and put something together that inspires you. Absolutely. So I think that's, a, that's an incredible idea. That's for the whole point of the podcast, honestly, is like, you know, maybe this guest who I have on, and it didn't really resonate and you didn't listen or whatever, but, oh, you know, maybe you're into motocross and I have the owner of, you know, one of the largest companies come on. I don't want to give away yet, but I'm going to have him <laughs> on it. Ooh. Um, uh, we'll be on the lookout for that one. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking good one. This guy's a really good close mentor of mine and literally, arguably, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say who it is, but just by saying no, this, no, people no, can no. guess. You say I just go bleep, 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 bleep. He, he, built, he <laughs> built the largest lifestyle brand in motocross, right? So you could just do they, that. They, they could do the math. They could do the math on that. And, <laughs> you know, maybe that inspires you or whatever. You know, so maybe the, you know, if Dennis Robin comes on, maybe his story doesn't inspire you or whatever. But um, so that, that's kind of the gist of it, dude. And, and yeah. I just, if, if I can inspire one person from this or whatever, it'd be, it'd be cool. Just, yeah, it's just fun. It's cool. You know, and just then, fun. It is. It is fun. You, you you sit back, you chat with some people, and then you know you get some feedback from people who are listening to. They go, they go on, they subscribe, they hit, they hit the view. That's yep. really what you want. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking all the time up for just this podcast. Like, hey, totally. What are you guys thinking? Who should I get on? Who should right. I get on? You right. know, you're on social medias. Totally. Looking and looking to see who the who they would be interested in hearing from, and see right. if I could get them. You know. Right. Um, can't guarantee anything, but right. I can try. For sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. But another person that you keep mentioning. Speaking of uh, people, famous people mm-hmm. uh, that we know. Um, you're very, very close friends with Dennis Rodman. I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, I met Dennis Rodman back in 2008 or 2009 on a gumball rally. Okay. Briefly. Okay. And, uh, what when car I say, was he in? Gosh. what the fuck car would he have fit in? I don't, I honestly don't remember. I think it would have been, I, it might've been one of the trucks. Not all of them are fast oh, okay. out there. Oh, okay. Everyone thinks of the gumball rally that every single one out is yeah, out I'm thinking there like fast. Lambos, Ferraris and shit. Obviously those are out right, there, right, right, right. but not everyone's there to like compete for the race or anything okay, like gotcha. that. It's more experience. It's more right. of the experience yeah, yeah. of going from one, one destination to the other, all right. in a car, right. Partying at every hotel on the way and club that you can. Right. Um, always trying to find the designated driver, mm-hmm. which I never once drove on that. Let's tell you how, uh, how fun that was for That's, me. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you leaving my house. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Exactly. So Uber yeah, platinum, right? Yeah. So like, I, I, I was in a the first part of it. I was in a Hummer. I, I hopped around to a bunch of different cars. I didn't actually have a car of my own. I got invited out by um, these chicks. We we went, you know, from L.A. to Miami, and one of the nights, actually, I should say one of the mornings, Dennis was out there in the lobby. Cigar and in his hand? I, yeah. And he looked and like he he was just by himself. 
And he looks over at me and he's like, hey, man, what's up? And I was like, and I was I was late for the car ride, but I was like, I was fucking Dennis Robin. Right. Hey, what's up, buddy? Give him right. a high five. Right. And he's like, and then like I just kept walking. He just I could hear him kind of just kind of laughing at me as I walked by. That's fucking hilarious, dude. That's <laughs> so amazing. flash forward all these years later. Speaking of parties and good times, we did a, a Fourth of July episode for this mm-hmm. for this podcast, uh, Drinks with Johnny, and we're all partying <laughs> at the park next door to my house. And you bring in Dennis Rodman, so it's the first time I've seen him since the Gumball Rally. Oh shit! Okay. Oh, so <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't so, think. I, did I even text you? Tell him I was. I think I just showed up with him, huh? I, I, I mean, if you did, I'd you already, don't I, I, yeah, I'd yeah, already yeah. done an hour uh, hang with with uh, Zach. Oh we were yeah, drinking, yeah, yeah. We were I saw that episode. That. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> so anyway, so. You you bring uh, Dennis back in back into my world somehow, yeah. and uh, now, and then I get to find out that you guys are, in all honesty, seriously good friends. And I just wanted to ask you how that uh, um, relationship started, and and what that friendship is to you. Dude, that uh, well, the relationship started uh, through a mutual friend that you know knew Dennis for years, and, and you know Dennis doesn't trust a lot of people. I mean, you know, that guy's been mm-hmm. fucked over constantly because I've never seen someone with that big of a heart ever in my life like ever mm-hmm. i mean this dude fucking give you he the last really dollar nice he has fucking a shirt off he'll do anything in the world if you know and you know i think along the way you got fucked over from a lot of people right i mean as as we all do right yeah um i think his was just you know much well, I saw bigger the, we saw his 30 for 30 dude, his 30 for 30 was very... you know i actually got to go to the private screening uh that espn put on with him and uh, he refused to watch it he I would have... he would not watch it so oh, you know i sat there dude and like it, it it fucked it's just, me up. It's it's, bru- it's brutally honest. Is what, it, was what I'm getting at. He's so he's I, an open book, bro. He's yeah. a, he's an open fucking book. And his, um, yeah, you know. So, dude, you know, we our friendship kind of started through a mutual friend, um, and then we found a common ground. I love cigars. He loves cigars. Uh, you know, we like to we like come kind of go in the same, a lot of the same places, and then. I don't know, man. We just fucking clicked, you know, and and uh, we became really really close, you know, kind of. Spent we spent fucking last Christmas together, uh, him and I. You know, my <laughs> daughter went home, right? She yeah, went yeah, home, yeah. And, and so you're so you're out here on the West Coast, kind yeah. Of by no yourself. family out here, no family you know. Out, yeah. You know, and uh, Dennis, you know, as you saw in Thirty for Thirty, you know, he's trying to get closer to his family again, and he's doing a great job at that. But you know, we were just kind of like, well, it's Christmas. What do you want to do? All right, man, I'll be over your house in five minutes. I'll bring cigars. You know, we sat in my house and smoked cigars and and watched, you know, highlight reels of him and just talked and bullshitted. That's rad. And um, the relationship just is fucking awesome, man, because that dude inspires me daily, you know, to just be a better person and Mm -hmm. to listen. And, um, you know, when my ex and I, you know, go at it or whatever, you know, he's just like, dude, just fucking stop, man. Like, just make love, not war, man. What are you doing? Like, it's all good. Your kid's involved. Don't, Don't be like this. Like... And he's always just trying to find, he'll find a fucking positive in anything. Um, and actually right now we're actually doing a fashion brand together called Love Ugly. And That's right. I've seen this on, yeah. uh, I've seen this on some social media that yep. you guys have done. And, um, you know, dude, and, and that it's just so cool to like be partners with him on this because, you know, growing up as a, as loving Marilyn Manson and Avenged and the makeup and all this shit, I love basketball, but we didn't have a basketball team in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. And I love Kobe. But like Chicago was the closest thing, so like yeah, the Bulls yeah. and Jordan and shit, and yeah, like yeah, Rodman to me, Rodman to me was the coolest fucking thing ever. I was so interested in this dude. I'm I think like, everybody was. I mean, that's why he be he was an icon in the '90s. Absolutely, dude. And you look at what he's done, right? And you like, okay, take Fortune 500 companies. You know, they can't even fucking market the way 
fucking this guy has marketed. And I always say to him, I say, dude, I said, you know what's funny, man? You take LeBron James, take Michael Jordan, take Steph Curry, take, I don't know off the top of my head, Kevin Durant, whatever, right? There's no difference between, you know, you and these guys. Maybe some mm. has less rings, some have more, some have different title and different money, whatever. But the difference is, you know, Nike made Michael Jordan, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, Nike's making LeBron James, if you think about it. You know, Under Armour's making Steph Curry. I mean, like, to an extent, not, yeah, not yeah, making totally. them, not yeah, making yeah, them yeah, but yeah. I'm saying, like, it's giving them a platform Absolutely. to market and Absolutely. grow. You're talking about a dude who hasn't played in the NBA since fucking what? 2000, I don't even know, three? <laughs> Too? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's I don't been, know. I don't, it's been a, I it's been a fact, fact check that, but yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't fucking know. But yeah. this dude is so, fucking so relevant. You know what I mean? And then you see his thirty for thirty, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Again, he's not only was he a '90s icon, and a lot of people would say that he went away for a while in the limelight, and right. then he, he does he does one thing, right? And he's right back in there. You know? Yeah, totally, man. And, and he just can market the shit out of himself. And it's just um, because he's, and, and I think I think it's because it's genuine. I think that he just puts oh, yeah. himself out there, and people uh, don't get enough credit. And I mean, mass people don't get enough credit for being able to sniff bullshit. Right. And if you can sniff some bullshit, you know, you can mask it, and yep. a lot of people can be successful right. with bullshit. Right. But when you catch someone who is just genuine, just a hundred percent themselves, genuine. he's genuine all the time. Yeah. He's no. There's no bullshit. Yeah. There's. There's. You, you get when Dennis shows up here. If Dennis right. is in a bad mood. He yeah. doesn't mask it. It's den- you get and it, and and it's and it's right or wrong too, right? right. It's like you may not agree with it when it, at, at all times, but whatever it is, that is one hundred percent what you're going to yep. get one hundred percent of yep. the time. Oh, he's and just people so know open. that he's just so open. He tells people just exactly how it is, you know. And yeah, like, damn, dude, you're you're such an honest guy. Uh, it, it's crazy, man. I'm very thankful to you know be friends with him. Mm-hmm. And to be now business partners with him and and uh, see where this will grow, man. So. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're close friends with him because I got I've gotten to know him the last few parties. Did you here. come? You came to his birthday party, right? Oh, I was here. I think you. <laughs> I think I found you sleeping in my bed. No. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You yeah, fell I asleep did. in I my bed, and I bed. said, "Johnny." And then I found you on the couch. Yep. The next morning. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a fun explanation for the wife that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel, I, see, this is just why I stay single now, you know, because I don't want to like make anyone upset. You know what I mean? Because it's probably the smart move. It's probably the yeah, smart move. Yeah, you know, now I want to come to your house. I feel like your wife hates me. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, no, your no, wife's no, the no. sweetest person on planet Earth. Uh, she, she's, I'm just fucking around. I've, I've been with her long enough that uh, it's no longer, you know, it always starts out like, oh, that guy's a bad influence. But then the, the, the toll starts to keep coming of this guy and is then, a bad influence, this guy's a bad influence. And then they start realizing that. Uh, yeah, that I'm the bad influence. Yeah. But you're really not, though. I'll be honest with you. You're really not. <laughs> I just, I just have a lot of fun. You, you know how to have a lot of fun, and dude, I don't think you. I mean, shit. Yeah, I guess that's bad if I think you're good. I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So speaking of our friendship and everything like that, we'll get back to there. But um, you know, knowing you over the last year or so, getting to know you closer over the last year or so, um, I can say, without a shadow of a doubt, that you're a man who likes to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Is that correct? Would you would you agree? I, I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got you you know you've, you've you've come from a very you know your first hundred dollar in this company and everything like that. And now you're moving forward, and you know 
I see as I roll up to your house and in the place that you wanted to end up in Newport Coast with a Lamborghini in the driveway, a Bentley on the street. Yeah. I mean, come on, you gotta be, you gotta find a better place to put that. By the way, that's my neighbor's. So oh uh, yeah, that. shut up. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, but you have an affinity for cars and and cigars and golf and parties and all these things cost money. So right. I mean, and you know, I the, so that's enjoying the fruits of your labor. You know, no, absolutely. And um, and that's another thing that uh, that that uh, brings us closer together is, <laughs> <laughs> is the golfs and cigars and you know one of the times that we uh, hung out and I was talking to you about um, doing my own brand on the side here. Yeah. Uh, you took me to a cigar bar that was yeah. uh, right B- outside uh, of your old Bastango. place. Bastango. Bastango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Great place. Met some of your really mm-hmm. cool friends there. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you, like, what's your affinity to cigars, cars, and golf, man? So, <clears throat> dude, I've always growing up goes back to coming from nothing and, and having the book fair in height in elementary school and you'd always get that book with the Lamborghini on it you know or the Ferrari or whatever oh, yeah, and, yeah. and to me I just I enjoy cars so much right like I just love cars and for me they inspire the shit out of me you know like dude when I'm having a rough day or a bad day and you know because you know life isn't always fucking rainbows and you know butterflies over here right it's yeah. definitely some dark days right and there's days where so many ups and downs and those down days, like just to be able to like hop in the Lambo and fucking cruise PCH and like, just kind of like clear your uh, mind, take it all in and be like, wow, man, this is where I'm actually at and things really aren't that bad. And yeah, uh, you know, or, or, or when I'm in a good mood and I get in it and it like makes me, it, it, there's this energy that overcomes me because I've always wanted this car and I love this car. So like when I get in it, my energy levels like automatically it just it's just i'm in a better yeah. you know how people go to yoga yeah, right? some yeah, people got their shit that's my fucking yoga that's it's my kinda, yeah it kind of shows you like uh you know where where you have come from and everything right. like that it's, right. it's a memory to remind you that like shit's not that bad wow, it's been I'm worse here. and i'm here and i'm can, fucking here i was sleeping in a van at one point and now i'm fucking you know driving the lambo down pch and yeah um just experience yeah dude i don't know it's just it to me cars for me they're not like oh wow look it's flashy look at this fucking thing it's more of like a it's like an it's like a reminder for me it's it's you know people go yoga they do this and that that's my zen that's where yeah. i find my peace and that's my alone time and i'll hop in a car and i just go do my thing put me blast music and just, yeah. and just kind of zone out you know yeah so. that's still yeah good and it kind of leads into too. cigars right i mean cigars from you know it's funny with cigars man and i i've met so many people over cigars actually that night that you came out mm-hmm. um you know i've i've met one of the most high profile attorneys in the fucking world through cigars. Yeah. I actually met Dennis Rodman through cigars. Um, I've met, I actually met an unbelievable relationship of business through cigars, you know? Yeah. Um, just kind of a crazy world. And, and, <laughs> it's a crazy world of cigars. Not that, not that we should condone it to the kids, right? No, 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 no. But <laughs> it's no. not the only way to do it, but no, it happened no, no, that no, way no. For, <laughs> for me, for me, you know what, dude, working, I feel like I'm on fucking 24 hours in a day. I feel like I'm working 16 of them, 17 of them. And, mm-hmm. and even when I'm sleeping, I think I'm dreaming about shit. And then I'm waking up and having a panic attack. Oh, always. And these are things, dude, when you talk about the golf or partying or cigars, like, you know, it's those parties. Well, we got to, we got to let people know it's party. Not every night. It's not every night. Not well, not every night, but, um, <laughs> I might get a random call on a Monday. That'd be like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, oh, well, uh, Halloween party was Halloween party on a Monday nuts. night. <laughs> cop showed up and a cop was so cool. I mean, fucking, you know, if you knew my neighborhood is so quiet and yeah, you know, the neighbors are definitely don't like me, you know, I don't think at this point, even though <laughs> yeah, I'm nice yeah, to not really sure. Um, but I think, you know, the cop was like, okay, man, 
I'm not even mad at this party <laughs> because it's a Monday. Yeah, it's kind of like Anchorman when he comes home and his dog yeah. ate the whole wheel of cheese. Yeah, I'm not even mad about that. Not even mad. <laughs> the cop was like, I'm not mad about this and I'm not even going to like, I don't really give a fuck. He's like, but why the fuck are you throwing a party? <laughs> and, and it was funny because I answered the door in my Michael Myers mask. So yeah, like, yeah, and awesome. at first, I didn't know if it was a real cop. I was like, Oh, you thought someone was kind of dressed like, up? Are you dressed up or you're a real cop? And he's like, uh, hey, man, can you take the Michael Myers mask off? He's like, no, this is a real cop, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> and then um, he was just laughing. He's like, but why on Monday? And, and the reason why Monday was pretty funny, you know, my one of my good buddies plays for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had they were off on a Monday. And we oh, were that was like, the other way, yeah. Yeah, we were like, dude, let's. this will be funny as hell. Let's dress up. I know Mike co- Williams. You know, my friend plays for the NFL. Yeah, I met him, all right? Okay, okay. I know you're cooler than me, Bobby, but I've met him too. You know what's fucked up about Mike, bro? It was like a hardworking kid, 24, you know, yeah. fucking years old, one of the top wide receivers. But this motherfucker got me rooting against the Steelers, man. I'm like, uh, I've become a Chargers fan. Can't you do know? that. I, I don't know, man. As cool, as cool as he is, I'm not giving up on my Raiders. He's in the division. Fuck I can't the Raiders, even do that. man. Ah, fuck fuck the Raiders, dude. <laughs> fuck the Raiders. He's mad because we actually look like a team again. Yeah. That's, that's true, but the, but the Chargers are going to win out this season, so it'll be all oh, good. Oh, anyway. yeah, that's that's every Chargers fan's ever said that. Coach did it before. What did, what did they do last year? They went what? He they lost what four games and he fucking won out the rest of the shit pretty much. I know it don't matter. Fucking yeah, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> so I love that. I love that conversation. But uh, it I, really don't, don't I actually don't matter. like that conversation. You know. <laughs> so, dude, I don't know. Th- those things are just fuck. I don't know, man. I, I feel like I deal with so blow much. Off stri- steam. I blow off steam. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It it's, Everyone's got to have those. Yeah. Got to have those things. Whether you know, like you said, whether it's yoga, whether it's going for a run, it's something. You know. Maybe you know. and we do do healthy shit in this house, man. So don't oh, yeah. like make it seem like it's all about fucking cigars. No, every time I'm over here, I just see fucking cheeseburgers and shit all over the fucking. Where I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck, I'm vegetarian, man. So I'm, that's Brandon's ass. That's either. true. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, it's, it's just a way to blow off steam and, and you know totally. golf. I mean, actually, it's kind of funny because this whole avenge thing all kind of stemmed from golf. Yeah, and cigars in a way. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask about that too because like um, um, when I met you. It was more after you had already uh, had some uh, some rounds of golf with with Zachy. I believe it was Zach first, yep, and then Brian, and then Brian, yep. and then you guys kind of started hanging out. And then everything started to come together, and yep. we, you know, the first thing was was Zachy was saying you should hang out with these guys from from Blackcraft. They're like really cool. They're like like minded dudes, and they're mm-hmm. like you know the younger they they've got great ideas and they're not stuck in the old world of you know how things are done and. And I don't think that was a pitch at all. That wasn't. I don't think at that point yeah. we were even talking about getting together and doing uh, the online merch. I think it was really. It was just genuinely. It was like a respect thing of like right. look, these guys have a different, a different way of thinking, and it's obviously successful. Right. So let, let me ask you. Then let me let me pass the torch to you real quick. Then you tell me what was your first impressions of our of of us since you know. I mean, we had met briefly mm. many many years right. ago. But when we actually get together and become friends here and start this relationship together, what was your kind of first impressions of everybody, individually, as a whole, however you want to do that? <laughs> well, so there's something that you don't even know about, but I'm an emotional dude, right? Like, I, I fucking, I mean, people that know me, I know I'm emotional as fuck. And um, everything I do, bro, is like for the future of my daughter, right? Like, mm-hmm. I just want her to have what I didn't have growing up. And I want to make sure, you know, obviously, you got to understand work ethic, but, you know, I want her to like be set up in a position and everything I'm doing right now that when I, the sacrifices I make to don't see, I don't see her daily, you know, it fucking sucks, but they're all sacrifices right now to set her up in a position. So her life is just fucking dialed. Yeah, right? absolutely. And she can do whatever the fuck she wants and obviously going to learn work ethic, whatever. Right. So I remember 
we were doing a whiskey company, right? And and sorry, I'm jumping back for a second, but it all comes, no, 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 go, it, yeah, come, yeah, it comes full circle. That's what right? we do here. We're, we're having drinks and we jump around. So <laughs> one of the largest distributors in the Midwest, this guy, Curtis Reese, is like a diehard fucking Metallica fan, right? And mm. you would never know looking at this dude, right? I mean, this dude is fucking, he's one of the great, one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life and just so much knowledge in the liquor industry and just his brain and everything. He's just, you know, he's got a, he's got a great wife and beautiful family and kids and, uh, he was living in Wisconsin at the time. Huge Metallica fan, right? He's like, hey, bro. He goes everywhere to see Metallica. Like, he don't give a fuck. He'll fucking fly to the moon tomorrow and go see him if they're yeah. playing, right? They'll, um, they'll probably be the first. Band I could actually see that kind of happening. Yeah. Elon Musk they already did, they already did Antarctica. I mean, they, oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, they did Antarctica. Oh, like, fuck. fucking, that was a while ago now, wow. actually. I never knew that. Did Was there a lot of people? I think it was like a it was like a small amount. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't I mean, fly I a lot of people. Who's there? Like penguins and shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> what they did? They did a really cool concert actually, where they put um, headphones on everybody. Oh, like and a silent disco, like kind a of silent thing? disco That's kind of thing. But because you couldn't, hear, there's no way they could bring right. in sound and do all that in, in Antarctica. So they wow. they brought that. In. It was. Fucking next level. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. That's brilliant, cool. motherfuckers. Shout out to Metallica. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, so we go to, he, you know, he's causing me, I was living in Pittsburgh. I was back and forth from Orange County in Pittsburgh, right? He said, dude, Metallica's playing fucking um, Baltimore with Avenged Sevenfold. We should go see him or whatever. And I was like, dude, fuck yeah, I'll go. You know, so I hit up Kirk's management and I was like, it was on the uh, Volbeat. I think Volbeat. Yeah, no, guys, yeah, no. So I'm, I'm remembering. So Baltimore, I believe, was. The first one show. The, it was the first one. It was the one. first show. It was the very first one. I think there was like a show before. There was one that we did when we, together when we opened up uh, the Minnesota Vikings That's stadium what it was. together. And then you guys. But that wasn't a tour. That, that was a one tour, off. Right. And then this this was the very first to start that uh, right. whole whole yep. tour that we did together. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five star review. If you want to listen to this show ad free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. So I'm like, dude, I'd love to go. Fuck yeah. I spent time with Curtis, go see Metallica Van. This is so cool, you know? And I didn't know you guys then, right? I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know you guys at all. And um, Kirk's management hooked it up with some tickets and they gave us like that. I think it was called the Snake Pit at the time. I think it was like, yeah, yeah. You know, we had like front row to, it was so cool. What a, and my dude's like fucking tripping out. Like we're like <laughs> backstage, you know, Metallica's like, you know, the guest room or whatever. They had like the bar in there yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the and, whole like, setup. yeah. and um, I was like, dude, I was like really stoked to see fucking you guys, see Metallica. I was like, wow, this is fucking, this is, this is cool. I don't really do shit like this. You know, like I, I'm so busy. I'm like, oh, cool. So you guys are just going to go on. And I was like, yo, I really want to go see Avenge. Like, you know, fucking, he's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's go see him. Totally. So you come out and you're wearing a black craft tee. You're wearing the believe in yourself, white t-shirt with like holes. Oh in it, yeah. Right? And, uh, fucking, uh, Matt was wearing the denim vest. I didn't know you guys. <laughs> and I'm like looking around and this fucking stadium's like sold out. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. Yo, and it like just hit me, dude. Like, I got like teary eyed for a second. I'm like, man, this is like one of the largest rock bands on planet Earth, like supporting my brand that I built from just heart. And like, that's super cool. It wasn't paid. You know, we didn't pay you guys to fucking rock it. It's just like, 
damn, these dudes believe in what I do, but like little do these. Just fans of the shirts. Man. Yeah, but like did, I'm like thinking, I'm like, little do these dudes know that they inspired me and like, and I'm like, wow, it'd be so cool one day to like fucking meet you. Because, you know, we were all in Orange County and I was like, that'd be so yeah. cool, but I don't want to bother anyone. It'd be cool to just kind of be like that. So like, that was the first like, I was like, man, I'm so thankful. I remember calling my business partner, Jim. I was like, dude, what a fucking unbelievable show from Avenge, you know, Metallica. I was like, but what blew me away more than anything in the world was like, you know, you had this one of the largest bands in the world supporting our brand. I, I don't know. You guys could have wore anything. You know, you could be paid millions of dollars to wear something, but you know what I mean? Like, but, <laughs> but it was, you know, you, you didn't yeah. do that. Right. And I was just so appreciative and thankful. And that thought was always in my head. I was like, man, what well, this is just tripped me out. So then I had the idea after that show to kind of like be like, man, Vengeance university was cool. Like I was like, man, this shit's cool. I'm like, yeah. Um, Clearly, the dudes like Blackcraft because they've had shit and they rocked it. I'm like, I'm just gonna DM fucking Zachy on Instagram, or I actually because he had, I think he had like the Vengeance University Instagram before his personal. And yeah, was yeah, just he the, didn't have his personal yet. So I DM uh, Vengeance University. I didn't know who ran it. I'm just like, yo, like, what about a Blackcraft collab? And and instantly wrote back like, fuck yeah, what do you want to do? I was like, <laughs> I have this vision, blah blah. And Brandon, you know, helped yeah. bring it to life uh, for people listening. Brandon does like a lot of our graphics and does a lot of yeah, stuff with does, you. Yeah, he does. He's the he's the main editor and director of the of the show here that we do all the videos for. He's a super talented kid, and um, he's like, dude, what if you did something like um, uh, what's that? I don't know what kind of vibe that's considered. Like, uh, my brain's not working right now, but like uh, <laughs> you've had a couple sips. Yeah, like a Quentin Tor- uh, Quentin Tarantino kind of like Grindhouse kind of yeah yeah mashup uh, thing yeah. Brandon did this killer video, killer shirt, sold extremely well. Zachy was stoked. We paid him on it. And I think he was like, bro, I think like you're like one of the only other brands that's paid me on a collab. You know what I mean? And yeah, he was no. just stoked. And then he's like, I was like, oh, you golf? He's like, yeah, I love golf. And then we started golfing and just getting to know Zachy the first day. I was like, I forgot that these, this dude's like a rock star. Like, you know what I mean? You just kind of forget it because he's so humble and cool. Yeah. And you're like, damn, like damn, this dude's like literally like one of the largest bands in the world. And like this dude's so humble and so cool. And I left playing golf with him like such a better person, you know, like that day, like the first day I left and I was yeah. like, man, why? Well, I just want to be better. You know, like I just want to do better and, and learn more and like not, not that I don't, I don't, I don't think I have an ego, but like just how he was just so open to things. And, you know, I don't know. He was so fucking humble and cool that it really inspired me. It's good to be open at all times. Yeah, totally, man. And, uh, then we golfed again and, 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 you know, Zachy's a smart motherfucker, man. That dude is yeah. like very strategic and very, very, very smart. Like some of his ideas, like it just, I'm like, damn dude, that's a really fucking genius idea or, or just yeah. how he execute, how he wants to execute things and how he wants to do that. I'm like, damn, that's really He's good. He's very, very strategic. He's, you know, that very strategic guy. Um, and I'm now, you know, considered Zachy like a really super close friend, like all, like pretty much everyone in the band. Right. Mm-hmm. I think the only guy I really don't know is, is Brooke. I mean, I've got to know Brooks, but I haven't spent a lot of time with Brooks. Yeah, right. Totally. Um, but everybody, you know, it was a trip. I mean, you know, then I got to meet Brian, right. And we golfed with Brian and I'm like, fuck man, these dudes are so humble and cool. Like what the <laughs> fuck? You know, they're so cool. Not that I didn't think otherwise, but it's just, no, you just never know. I just don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, what a cool opportunity. And then, uh, we went to go play golf with Matt and I'm like, okay, Matt fucking takes golf really serious. And he's really he's fucking very good. serious, about very it. great golfer. He's, yeah. He's, he's taking everything seriously when it comes to athleticism. Like, yeah. He's, and he's, he's such a great golfer, athlete, right? Yeah, totally. And then I got to meet Matt and then we all became really close friends and, and just what the, my favorite part about this is like, like I love learning, you know, like I like I have my ears open, mouth closed, and I like to just like listen to your ideas or Johnny or uh, Matt's ideas and Brian's ideas or Zach. Well, who's ever whoever has idea and like just learn and grow. And I'm like, dude, like then you step, then you take a step back, right? And you're like, dude, these guys have created something 
from Huntington Beach, right? Living in a van, touring, no fucking money. And then these guys have created something that's going to live on much longer than them. You know what I mean? Like this, oh, like when, yeah. this is going to live on hope, as right? a, f- a fucking icon. It's like a modern day Metallica. I say it all the time. Um, Thanks, I'm like, it's like it a modern a day Metallica. That means a lot. Right? That's, that's, what that's what you go for. But you know, you know, I, I, to me, it's just like, wow, this is Metallica of like our generation. Like, I, you know, it's not like we set out to be Metallica. But no, no, not a, at all. Yeah, but totally. you know, I'm just saying like the, oh, the legacy of, yeah, of, I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the, one of the many, but one of the strongest right. uh, uh, examples and inspirations we've had. Absolutely, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't sound like Metallica. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> just the icon. <laughs> no, like, no. it's just fucking crazy. So, it definitely tripped me out because you guys weren't. Not that I, I didn't have, I didn't know what you guys. I, you know what? To be honest with you, what I, I was just having this conversation earlier today. You can see why people are at where they're at in their life of success or fame or money or whatever it is, and. Nine times out of ten, people with the really shitty attitudes, bad egos, you know, all that shit. They're not doing shit with their life, you know. Yeah. It's always like they, they're about to break through, but they never really break through, I think. And, and I think those things hold them back. And then you get around like, I think I say this to Jim, my partner, all the time. I'm like, dude, I see why Avengers unfold so big. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, just, I mean, their attitudes and their egos and, and, and just how they are as humans and the way they treat people. You could see why they're so successful. Yeah, it's never, a recipe for success, you know. We've never, we've always... Growing up, we grew up in a in a punk rock world doing mm-hmm. warp tours and stuff, and that that ego gets checked right away if you want to be around that. And we did, and you know, and then not only that, you keep going. I mean, we're all best friends. We knew right. each other before any of us were shit. So right. like, someone starts to get a big head in the in the bus, everyone just kind of laughs at them, and then right. they get, then they kind of go, ah, oh, shit, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah check the ego at the door, right? Exactly. It's, it's a trip, man. It is a trip seeing what you guys have built too. Like, I I take a step back on that every day. Like, you know kind of transitioning into the whole merch thing that we're doing now, right? Together. Yeah. Um, like to be a part of that and, and like, you know, you guys made it a, made a, a band agreement to be like, okay, well, you guys took it back to your hands, Yeah, yeah. but we're going to trust Blackcraft guys and, and let's see what they can do. Yeah. I mean, as you said, it started with a mutual respect and, and it became a friendship. And then, you know, we were, uh, you know, in the middle of trying to do things different. I mean, everything's changing in the industry from, Music to merch to touring, everything. There's oh, it, it's a great time because there's a right. lot of opportunity out there. You just have to be ready to adapt. You have Absolutely. to be, yeah, and you have to be forward thinking and just open, just right. open, just right. just be open. And as I said before, one of the things that uh, came with our mutual respect was 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 meeting you and seeing what you were able to do and your ideas that were so vastly different than most of the other. Uh, companies we were dealing with at the time or mm-hmm. anything like that. So it was just like, just breath breath of fresh air to hear these new ideas of right. how, you know, really bring it back to the fans in a, in a great way. You know, mm-hmm. they can trust um, in the fact that we're, you know, way more hands-on than we've been in years right. on, on this stuff, right. you know. Thanks. Yeah, and when I first, you know, because Zachy was my point of contact, right? First mm-hmm. off, I was like, dude, I was like, you know, this is what didn't work for Blackcraft, so let's avoid these things. Here's some things that, you know, we hit, doubles on i think this would be cool here's a fucking grand slam you know let's try it let's yeah. try let's just try this you know because it works with our fans too right totally and i don't think that like you know what the my favorite thing about working with avenge is like what i love about you guys more than anything is like nothing's a cash grab i fucking love that you no, know we've never been you got way. you guys put shit and that's why you're so successful you guys put so much heart and soul behind things that you do that it doesn't ever come across like trying to sell your fans shit or push you know what i mean like it's very like it's just done. It's just done fucking with a lot of class and it's done good. And, you know, and, and that's even like when I was telling him, I'm like, you know what? 
the your past merch company was doing or whatever. I don't think it was bad. I just no, think they no. have so many moving pieces that's hard to give their attention to one band or, or one artist or whatever. So with when it's I saw it's also just a way of thinking, you know, before you well, know. well, totally, and, and and you know what, you're right. You know, the company that you had before they built their business model based upon something else mm-hmm. as opposed to a merch company. If you really think about Absolutely. it, right? So with us, I'm like, man, our fashion brand, Blackcraft, we got from point A to point B by doing X, Y, and Z, right? And I'm like, okay, wow, Avengers has never done any of this. You know, I mean, like you guys, you know, you yeah. put, I'm like, you know, the merch bundle with the CD. I'm like, okay, that's kind of dinosaur, I think, in 20, going into 2020. That's so fucking yeah, dinosaur. Totally. What about boxes themed, you know, or X, Y, and Z. And then, I mean, dude, I think, you know, our first fucking month, I think we pretty much beat, right? I mean, oh, it, it, it was, just, it, it just was right out, out the gate. You, you know? could tell that the fans were, were excited about right. this different, this better different, quality better shit, quality, you know, better kind of, look, right, just, right. you know, the, the, everything about it showing them that, you know, we are caring, right. you know, and like, this is, no, this is, this is directly back to us. Right. You know, like this right. is, this is us and the guys at Blackcraft. It's very much a marriage of the two. It's not, we didn't just come to you and go here. You guys, you guys do what you're going to do with it right. now. It was like, we're going to collab on this and, and get this, get this right. If, uh, if a, uh, if every relationship could be like this, like in, in your love life, in my <laughs> love life, I'd actually maybe get married. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually think about getting married yeah, in yeah, the future yeah, 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 yeah. if relationships really were well, like this. If you do, I, I will take credit for that, that we gave you a relationship that was, yeah, that, well, that kind of brought you back. <laughs> well, it's kind of fucked for girls now, right? Because I'm like. Mm, I know my relationship with Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> you don't treat me like this. Your ego's not checked at the door, so mm, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, fantastic. man. It, it is great, though. So, um, lastly, I think I just want to ask, like, um, for a lot of the the listeners um, who probably live under a rock and don't really know where to find more Bobby Shabinsky and, and Black Crack, where should they be looking? I mean, where what, what's what's coming down the, the horizon for Blackcraft and everything like that? Dude, so blackcraftcult.com mm-hmm. um, is our, you know, it's where we do all most of our businesses online. Um, we're sold at Hot Topic. We're sold at, you know, 700 stores there. Uh, another big wholesale account for us is Newberry Comics. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't. Dude, actually. they're fucking awesome. They do such a great job. They're Newberry on the, Comics, uh, okay. Newberry Comics. I don't know. I think they started in Boston. I, I might fuck that up, but... Uh, great company, dude. They've been with us for for a couple of years now. They've been great. Right. A lot of whole, lot of different like you know tattoo studios or store. Uh, you know, we're it's dude, it's it's pretty everywhere. much it's pretty much everywhere. It's fucking crazy at this point. Yeah, yeah. You know, man? It's, it's a and and it's a trip. Uh, and your personal stuff like Bobby Shabinsky, just uh, Bobby Shabinsky on Instagram. Do you have Twitter? That's it, or anything? man. No, I don't have Twitter. Just Instagram. Uh, you know, I, I, you like to have fun. I, I I follow Bobby on on Instagram. He has fun, man. The, the Halloween stuff that you put out with the Mike Myers mask, that's worth that's worth just going even and checking it's out. Worth check it out. You yeah, know? yeah <laughs> that's worth checking out. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna you know promote the podcast through that. And, yeah, know, that's gonna of, be really cool. Do you have any uh, timeline for that podcast to come out yet? I think you sped it up for me. Um, I, I kind of you <laughs> <You're know, welcome. laughs> I, I have some episodes already done, right? I just didn't want to like be filming them on yeah. a, on a fly. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't really know yet. So once you and I kind of talk about when this is going to drop, then, yeah. um, no, yeah, then I'm going to kind of plan it all through that. So, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. man. Cool. So yeah, um, anyways, go check out uh, blackraftcult.com. Uh, thanks again, Bobby. Cheers, brother. Dude, appreciate this you, This has been a super fun hang. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Um, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Cheers. That'll wrap up another episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks for listening. And remember to hit the subscribe button, leave a review. Love to hear from you. And for more Drinks with Johnny, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com for merchandise and archive of all the episodes. 
Next time on the show, bass player for Ozzy Osbourne, Blasco, joins the show, and we get into his career and much, much more. So don't miss that one. And as always, till next time, cheers. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.